Welcome to Padmutun, Armenian History Podcast. Padiyagak Padmutun, Hayots Padmutiana Podcaster. Welcome to another episode of Padmuchun. Welcome back to Padmuchun. Glad to have all of you here. We are glad that you continue listening to our podcast. Yes. We continue exploring more topics and of course we learn and we hope that you learn um, you learn as well with us. So it's it's been a great journey for all of us. Yes. Yeah, today we have an interesting topic about the Battle of Sardarabad. Battle of Sardarabad. But before we get there, I'm here with my friend, Peter Hajinian. <laughs> yes, and I'm here with my friend, Father Tadius Parsegian. <laughs> yes, Battle of Sardarabad. The, yes, the battle. So this is, if you've been to Armenia on a tour, you've probably been... It's always on a to tour. The, tour. Yeah, the uh, tour of the site. Agenda, right? Always on uh, itinerary to visit. Yeah. <laughs> The big the museum, the museum, monument. the bells, the monument. But I didn't know this history. I went, I went to the uh, well. I went to the museum, but mm-hmm. I never knew the history of why this battle is so important. Because when you go with the tour guide, you almost never listen to what. The, what, the, what the, you can't wait so hard sometimes. It's hot. It's a gift shop, and you can't wait to get to restaurant to eat. <laughs> like, That's true. It's like you become like a kid in a car seat, in a back seat. It's when is this going to be over? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Can we? Are we? Are we getting to the part when we eat? <laughs> so you never remember what it was really all about, unless you until you do research yourself and find out more about. I I I knew. But I, a lot of things I learned just in the last couple of weeks or so studying more about it. Yes. Yeah, me too. So it's it's known as the, the first note I have on here that you wrote down, known as the Avarair of the 20th century. Avarair of 20th Isn't that true? Because Avarair was yeah. uh, the battle of survival, mm-hmm. battle for existence of Armenian people. And similarly, uh, battle of Sardarapat was about the uh, survival of Armenian people again. Yes. How many? 1,500 years? Well, no. About uh, how many years later? About 1,500, 1,400 years yeah, later. Yeah, 1,400 years later. Yeah. We are, we are in the same situation. We are fighting for our existence. And this was really... If, if we lost, if the Battle of Sardarabad, Armenian forces didn't push the Turkish forces back, that battle was deciding. If, if, if the Armenians lost that battle... There wouldn't be Armenia today, right? Hundred percent, I'm I'm sure in that statement. I think. Yeah. What do you think? I agree, because after this comes the first republic, in which then becomes the Soviet Republic, which is now the third republic, so the modern Armenian Republic. Republic that we know. But let's go back to uh, kind of set the scene for yes. for this for this battle, right? This is 1918, mm-hmm. but before that, it, I mean, this is still World War One. Mm-hmm. Right, we are kind of the end of World War One. We're getting to the end of World War World War One. Uh, but 1917, revolution happens, right? In Russia. In Russia. Yeah. And uh, and Russian new government announces that they are pulling out of World World War One, and they are removing their forces army from. Uh, 
almost all of the fronts, and including the front in South Caucasus. Right. From Armenia and Turkey, actually. Right. And so they, so our Russian Armenia, or where the Russians were, is it's not just where Armenia is today. It was also further west. Yes. So including Mandara. Yeah, and then north to the to the uh, Black Sea. Mm-hmm. Erzurum was was part Erzurum of Erzurum was part of it, Yeah. So there's a lot there's a lot more land that they were protecting that the Tsar was protecting, mm-hmm. which is also you know one of the one of the when the genocide was happening one of the excuses about why they had to remove the Armenians was because they the Turks the Ottomans were afraid that they were going to side with the Russians yeah. in the war and invade Turkey from the Russian side of things yeah that was a pure poor excuse right <laughs> right <laughs> poor, there, yes. they, they, there cannot be really justifiable excuse for exactly. but it cannot be a good <laughs> excuse for what they they did but, for what they did yeah. but that but so the genocide ended world war one had kind of ended mm-hmm. and yet this getting is, to the tail end kind yeah. of, of uh, world war one but this is a thing that we see where turkey kind of strikes back because turkey was desperate mm-hmm. right they lost a lot of land in Baltic Sea, in the West, and then they realize that probably the only chance they have is to blame everything on these uh, nations that live in Ottoman Empire, mm-hmm. claiming that they are traitors. Yeah. And among them was Armenians, mainly Armenians, probably. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they decided that you know, they have to get some of that land back. Um, Erzurum, Kars. Uh, uh, and all the way to uh, to Armenia, yeah, which they did, right. So in uh, nineteen eighteen, uh, around February or so, they start large scale campaign towards Armenia. Yeah, the the uh, the Bolsheviks pull their troops out, and they and they made some deal, right? They said. Well, we're gonna move, but the borders still should stand. Yes. And they, Turkey said, "Okay, uh, sure," and yeah. then invaded. But who is going to tell them you 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 can't? I mean, there is. <laughs> yeah, the 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 agreement of Erzincan. Erzincan. Yeah. The agreement of Erzincan. They 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 uh, broke that agreement and they attacked all Armenian regions. And the only forces left, they are uh, Armenian forces yeah. because Russia's left. So these are Armenian men, survivors, men, women, whoever, whoever's can hold a gun, essentially. Yeah, some of them, they were Armenian militia, kind of Armenian forces. Some of them, they uh, formed uh, uh, military chapters, military yeah. divisions, yeah. Armenian, uh, but not as strong as Russians, of course, mm-hmm. not as strong as Russian Imperial Army. Right, right. So they could not really defend against... Uh, they could not really fight against the Turks. Right. Who, and then, who sent a few, I believe, two or three large divisions towards towards Kars. So easily they captured Kars first mm-hmm. in, uh, in the beginning of 1918. They mm-hmm. captured Kars, they captured Erzurum, mm-hmm. right? And they, they uh, entered Alexandrapol. Which is today's Gumri. Which is today's Gumri. You may remember some of probably Cumbri, some listeners may remember Cumbri is the town that in 1988 the earthquake happened. Mm-hmm. Right? Unfortunately, Cumbri is known for, for that uh, tragic 
uh, uh, natural disaster. But uh, but it used to be called Alexandriapol. And it, it was a big city. It is a big city. It's the second lot. Was the second largest in Armenia. Probably, yeah. After Yerevan? Yeah. Uh, second largest, probably. But it is, uh, moreover, it is known as a cultural and uh, cultural center of, of Armenia. Yes. Uh, Artyom, our friend and, and fellow Minnesotan, is from Gyumri. And from Gyumri. He likes to remind us all the time about how Gyumri is the um, cultural center of <laughs> Armenia. Armenia. But anyway, they enter Alexandriapol, which is mm. not good because it's already Armenia. Right. It's right. It's not far from uh, Yerevan. Right. So Gyumri has a border, right? If you go to Gyumri, Gyumri has a border with Turkey today. Mm-hmm. Right. If you you can see the ruins of Ani from Gyumri. We talked about that in Ani. Right. Four hundred yards. Yeah. Four hundred yards away. Yeah. They. But it, and I think it's hard to understand too. By that point. They had captured a lot of territory, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so they really had taken a lot of territory. Almost modern Turkey is almost a, a rectangle, and before that, that northeast corner was yeah. not that whole northeast corner yeah. was Armenian. So some of that land they captured, most of it, we never really got back. We were never really were able to return it. Mm-hmm. In Kars, this Kars is a big city. Mm-hmm. Kars was part of Armenia. You know, it, some of the writers they were born in Kars. Uh, um, Kars was gone. Mount Ararat is gone. Erzurum is gone. Mm-hmm. Well, does Rafi's The Fool takes mm-hmm. place? The part in, of it takes place in Kars, Kars. Yeah. During this time, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And it's about. Uh, it, it's sort of about different reactions in the Armenian community to the invading Turkish armies mm-hmm. and to the way the Bolsheviks kind of let them. Yeah. Let them alone. Think about the population there. I mean, it's all Armenians, and they're mm-hmm. left with uh, Turkish uh, invaders, and uh, they are just, they are. I mean, that's why we had a lot of refugees, uh, you know, after this uh, invasion and after this uh, campaign. Uh, so people had to leave. People had to leave. So the, the purpose of this was just to, basically, to erase Armenia, what is left of Armenia, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now you have, you had the genocide, well, obviously that was the whole purpose was, uh, uh, and then now we have some of the land of Armenia protected by Russians, Russians leave, they, well, it's an opportunity, let's right. finish the, where yeah. we started, right? Yeah. So it was, if, if, if they were not, if they, they if they were, they, they were able to continue their campaign, I think they were going to erase, they were going to capture all of it. And just there is no Armenia anymore. Yeah, it's it's a little sad that even today, with the situation in Armenia and Artsakh, the how necessary the Russian peacekeeping troops oh, yeah. are, and again, the survival of Armenia is partially left up to you know another superpower, which is really unfortunate. I mean, it's never a good situation. No. But I think, you know, with the war in Artsakh last year, two years ago now, this, yeah. th- this battle is something that, you know, came up as we, you know, uh, an important, an important showing of the spirit of the Armenian people mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. 
But we're, we're not quite there yet. Yeah, what, what happens, what happens when the Turks take... So the Turks enter Alexandra's... Alexandra, Paul. Gumri. Uh-huh. And this is where they divide into two groups. They divide into two groups, kind of, to... Uh, uh, maybe there was a mistake to divide into... But it was good for Armenians because now they are not as large. The army is not as large anymore. Yeah, it's so not one big army. It's not one big, one big army. So one of them moves to... Um, moves towards... Uh, Yerevan, mm-hmm. right? And the other one moves towards uh, uh, Vanadzor. Right. So Vanadzor being east. No, northeast. Northeast. And then Yerevan being southeast. South, yeah. So one of them goes up, one of them comes comes down. And the one that com- comes towards, uh, is moving towards Sardarapa, that itself divides into two groups too. Ah. So one of them moves to Aparan, mm-hmm. the town that is not far from Sardarapat area, and the other one was towards uh, towards Sardarapat. Okay, so what was it, Sardarabad? There was a village there. What, what it was just a mountainous area. It was just a mountain. There was not really a... And so that, that was where the Armenians set up a stand yeah. to stop yeah. them yeah. before they could get to Yerevan. Yeah. Well, the whole purpose was uh, to stop them before they get to Yerevan, to stop them before actually they get to Echmiadzin. Right. This is only maybe how many kilometers from Sardarapat to Eshmet? If you drive, 10-15 minutes yeah. or uh, 20 uh, probably. Very close. It's very close. Yeah. So the whole purpose was to stop them before they get to Eshmet in Yerevan. Mm. Even more concern about Echmiadzin and Yerevan because Yerevan was still kind of becoming a capital. It was brand new. It was about it a was, year old. It right? was more about protecting Echmiadzin. Yeah. It was more about protecting Echmiadzin. And uh, um, because that's a spiritual center, that's our cathedral, that's you know, it's really important for us. Um, and, and, and Turkish army was moving really slow. Mm. So uh, Armenians had enough time to organize. <laughs> we needed that. <laughs> well, well, let's introduce some of the defenders uh, in this battle. Mm-hmm. Adam Manukian, he's in charge of the Yerevan defense. Mm-hmm. And he assigns the Russian army general, Moses Sulikian, mm-hmm. as commander of the Sardarabad front. Right, right. And to- Tomas Nazarbekian mm-hmm. as commander of the Vanazor defense. Now, both, both of them were... They were in the Russian Imperial Army. Yeah, they were Russian generals. Russian generals. Although they are uh, ethnically... Uh, I mean, uh, Armenian, Moses Silikian actually is not ethnically Armenian. Ah, okay, interesting. He has Armenian last name, but he's ethnically Udi. Udi, okay. Who are the Udi? Udis are... Um, Udis are another native group in South Caucasus area. They are a small group, about 10,000 people. Okay. Most of them are in Russia. Some of them are in uh, second largest, I believe, is in Azerbaijan. Third is in uh, Georgia, and then Armenia. Interesting. About five hundred or so they are in Armenia. They are Christians. Udis. Okay. Uh, I don't know much about, but they are, they are just ethnic group, in uh, in, in in South Caucasus region. That's how it's really originated. And those who live in Armenia, obviously, they they have a. Uh, Armenian last name. Right. So Moses Silikian was actually a Udi. He was not. A, he was not ethnically a Armenian. But actually, but of course, obviously, he was. He became an Armenian. He he was serving in Russian army. But 
he felt that he needed to protect um, Armenia. Mm-hmm. I think one thing we have to understand, this, was, this battle was not only about protecting Armenia, but it was about protecting the entire population in that area. Mm-hmm. That included Armenians, Houthis, that included Yazidis. Mm-hmm. That's why about uh, more than a thousand Yazidi soldiers participated in this battle, in this defense against Turkish army. Yeah, against the army that just massacred, you know, um, millions of Armenians, Yazidis, Greek, Yazidis yeah. Assyrians, just, just, this is 1918, so just three years before. Three years before that. Had, had Some of the killed. refugees were still living there. I mean, yeah. They're still, still new, they're still coming. Yeah. So this is this is really, you know, they they understood more than anything. This is a fight. This is a fight for survival. For, for survival. Yeah. Yeah. So the battle happened takes place in Sardarab on May twenty first. That's when it starts, right? Okay. May twenty first. That's yeah. when they meet, finally. And it's a mountainous area, and it's kind of a, a hillside, and it's hillside. not a it's not it's not a valley. Yeah. But it's not a peak. You know, not mm-hmm. mountain peaks. It's kind of just. Uh, yeah, hillside terrain. Yeah. So before the battle, when the when the battle starts, the bells of Holy Edmiadzin are ringing all day, right? And all the churches in the area, kind of as a sign of urgency. Yeah. Uh, uh, situation is critical. Wake up and fight. Wake up and fight. Everybody has to wake up. Everybody has to go to the to the front. Everybody has to. And a lot of volunteers actually joined the army. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. Took arms and any, anything they could, anything they could, and even some of the clergy. Some of the one of the participants of the one of the heroes of Sardarapad was a bishop, Bishop Karagin, Karagin Hovsepian, who later became a bishop of uh, Cilicia, Armenian Catholicos of uh, of Cilicia. There was a flag, Peter, of the Sardarapat flag, Armenian flag, mm-hmm. that was used during the battle. That flag was at Holy Echmiadzin. Oh. One of the bishops had that. When I was a student, I saw that flag. Wow. At Holy Echmiadzin. I mean, it was the Yerakuin, the, the flag Armenian that we have today. Yeah. But that flag was used at Sardarapat. So it was an interesting feeling to see that. And it's still around. I believe so. Yeah. I think so. Well, it would make sense. I mean, there's Armenia's got a lot of old things that are still around. <laughs> this isn't that old. This isn't that... It's, compared to other things, this is... This is pretty new. Pretty this fresh. infancy. <laughs> well, what do, you, what do you know of the battle itself, the details of the battle? They fought their... In five days they were fighting, and right? Yeah, and this is, this is some guns... A lot of swords, though. Yeah, Turkish side, they had 50, um, 50 heavy artillery, I believe. Yeah, so they were bringing, they yeah. have They had 50 cannons. Armenians, they did not have much. No. Uh, but probably Turkish side was tired, too. It was, the winter in north is not nice. Yeah. In Gyumri, in those areas, winter, remember, they started in February. Yeah. This is May. They are just coming out of winter. So it, it is not a nice area, and the wind, winter can be brutal. So probably they were tired, uh, and uh, an Armenian army, it is always, 
if, if you be, it's all about motivation too what your motivation is right uh, how uh, uh, important that battle is for you mm-hmm. for, for Armenians it was about survive so you live or die that, that this is it this is it yeah I don't know that's probably the, that's probably the greatest motivation you would yeah need, right yeah, yeah. So, uh, and it's your territory, it's your land, you know it. Yeah, it's all about your family. If you don't fight here, nobody's going to come protect your family. Mm-hmm. Obviously, most likely they'll be killed yeah. if this army moves on. Right, right. So they were able to um, stop them, and Turkish army, they actually suffered great losses at this battle. And they started moving back. They started retrieving... They pushed them back all the way to Alexandropol. Yeah. In five days. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was not only this battle, but there were three battles, right? There was Battle of Sardarabad, the Armenians pushed them back. Battle of Aparan. Mm-hmm. Pasha Aparan, as they say. There's a monument there, too. It's not always on the itinerary. <laughs> it's not, a, but it was part of it. So there was another battle around the same time, Pasha Aparan. And the, the commander was a Tero. Tero, you may have heard probably his yeah. remains moved were moved to Armenia many years ago from United States, I believe. Trastamat Kanayan. Mm. So Tero was the commander in okay. that area. Um and then um they pushed them back in that area too, so Turkish army. Um so Turks they were they were forced to, to uh retrieve that's amazing. And, and it says here, Daniel, Daniel Beck Perumian, he had a big... What was his impact on the battle? Right, they were two, they were two, two brothers, right? Beck Perumians, they were... Uh, they just, I think, uh, uh, organizing and uh, really motivating the soldiers and technique, techniques of uh, another hero of this... Of this um, Battle was Hovanes Pagramian. Mm-hmm. Hovanes Pagramian. Some of the listeners probably may remember that name is familiar because Hovanes Pagramian was one of the marshals of Soviet army during World War II. Right? We mm-hmm. had four marshals. Hovanes mm-hmm. Pagramian was one. So Hovanes Pagramian was one of the heroes of this battle. This is where he start. This is where he started. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So he was a talented uh, commander, talented soldier. Uh, and he started learning you know, earlier too. And then, and then Bishop Garagin was, he was there fighting, and he, he was there fighting. He too. became Catholicos. He became Catholicos in Cilicia, not at Holy Edmonton, but in Cilicia. In so Cilicia. everybody came out. Now the bells ringing—that's that's kind of an important symbol in Armenian, like Armenian poetry. Power Sevat. Oh poem, yeah. The unsilenceable bell, the unsilenceable mm-hmm. belfry. Is that inspired by this event, by the bells ringing? I think that memory, their the memory, the bells of Holy H. Mazin, the bells of churches, uh, there, is a, there is a certain tune. If they, if they constantly they are ringing, that means that it's a sign of urgency. It's, it's, it's not about come to the service. <laughs> there, it's, if there is a music they play of Holy H. Mazin when they ring the bells, yeah, but they were not playing that music, it was they, not, it, it was, was not the, the melody, they were yeah. just, just yeah. ringing, yeah, they were just, just ringing. the sound ringing out yeah. over the mountains, yeah, yeah, as an alert, as a that you know, there's crisis, 
crisis. And that stopped. And what, what a victory. I mean, think they stopped this army that three years before had killed so many Armenians. Yeah. And they were able to not only stop them, but drive them back. Right. And that ended the war. Turkey had to... Yeah. It had to... There was a some kind of a treaty drawn up. Yeah. Lines were redrawn on the map. Unfortunately, we lost Carson Erzurum as a result of that. I mean, we won the battle. Yeah. But I think we were forced to uh, sign that agreement, too, because we didn't have enough power either, military right. force. Right. So although Turks, they, they lost and they left but but if they came back i'm, I'm not sure we would have <laughs> right but within the week within a week or two the first republic of the armenia uh, is, announced, republic of armenia yeah. is announced yeah and created and so it's you know after years of losses and being under foreign rule and ottoman rule yeah. this this battle really starts the beginning His birth to the birth of armenian independence independent republic of armenia yeah it is, uh, it is amazing. I heard, I may be wrong, but uh, Turkey still, uh, for a long time, uh, was really upset about this battle because this is one of the last battles of Turkey that they lost. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, it's, so they don't like talking about they it. They don't like talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like talking <laughs> well, like, We like talking about it. <laughs> That's why hey. we keep talking about it. Well, it's you know it comes up uh, in the research because they claim Turkey. They they claim that Turkey and Turkish Empire, Ottoman, they never lost any battle. Ah, yeah, they they like thinking that, but it's yeah. not true. It's not true. <laughs> they did lose a lot of battles and fights and wars. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's you know in the research talking about the the monument that was created yeah how many years later 1968 so 50 years later 50 years later uh they created the design for the eagles to look so it's two eagles two eagles kind of facing each other there's the bells you know there's a bell free in the middle um and uh initially it was designed for the eagles to look toward turkey <laughs> but they didn't like that so much and the soviets gave in yeah and i think the soviets probably weren't very thrilled by memorials of Sardarabad either because the museum that's there yeah. is the ethnog ethnography museum of Armenia. It's yeah. about the people, the history of the people on the land. And it's yeah. not, there's the monument, but the yeah. museum there is not focused on the Sardarabad. Yeah. Well, I think 1960s was a little different. That's after Stalin era. That's uh, Khrushchev and Brezhnev. Things were getting a little different and a little easier and I think some of these nations they were trying to uh, kind of uh, uh, rediscover who they are and uh, in importance in their history and that's why the genocide museum was built 19 monument mm -hmm. 1965 right yeah and then Sartarapar in 1968 mm -hmm. so it's within this time frame that all these things are being built all these uh, monuments are being allowed yeah to be to be built in um, in Armenia, so uh, there was certain context probably, and the yeah things were being uh, little in in Soviet Armenia it was not a, a you know of course it was not easy but it was not Stalin yeah. <laughs> so.
<laughs> Anything's better than style. <laughs> Anything better. <laughs> Well, what what else was the response about? You have a, a section here written in Armenian, so I will not uh, I will not attempt to read it. But um, uh, what was the? You know, it wasn't great for everybody who fought in the battle of of. No, Sinai. unfortunately, and this is the part that I I did not know, and it was a surprise for me to uh, to to learn. There were you know many uh, soldiers. I mean about. Uh, how many? About 8,500 in Sardarabad. Yeah. About 5,500 in, um, in Aparan. Yeah. And in addition, about 1,000 Yazidis but participated. That's, the, that's not very big numbers. That's not very big numbers. But for Armenia at the time, it was a big number. It and was a big To yeah. organize an army. In, and keep in mind, Armenia was going through difficult times. We had refugees coming all the way mm-hmm. from... Many, many of them, great number of them. Well, even even just a couple years before, Andranik. Just a couple years before, General Andranik tried to drum up an army to fight the Turks. Yeah. During the genocide, and he couldn't he couldn't yeah. muster enough people to do anything. Yeah. So, you know, he he was a famous general, and everyone loved him, and he couldn't get people together. But now, this group gets together a couple years later and fights. It's really, it's really amazing. I think that's how we are Armenians are until the, we say no, knife gets to the bone. <laughs> we, oh. don't, we, do not, we do not really... Uh, well, it's, I, I think division had to do something with that. It was Eastern and Western. Uh, Anjanik was fighting in Western Armenia, of course. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Eastern part was under Russia. And, and communication, of course, was not as great as it is now. And uh, and I think it was well. We are on the Russian side. We are protected. Yeah. That side, they have their own. Kind of, I'm I'm assuming. I think that that has something to do with with it too. Yeah. Well, those like again, Rafi's the fool. If you read it, Henta, mm-hmm. though these themes pop up a lot. Yeah. And you know his take on it is it's kind of the fool is this. Everyone thinks this guy Vartan is the fool. But, he's but really, he's not. He's kind of the holy fool, which is like a literary device where you have the crazy person tell the truth, yeah. and everyone else doesn't know how to handle the truth, yeah. and because they think that they're smarter than everybody. But he, he, at the end of the book, he has a chapter all about Armenians need to create a future for themselves. They need to create a place for themselves, yeah. and not rely on outside forces. Yeah. Well, and it was, you know, it's it's a it's a great book to read. I highly recommend it. Genta, Rafu Genta. Yeah. The fool. But the general of the uh, Sardarabad battle, Movses Silikian. Yeah. He comes out and and uh, and actually uh, there is a uh, there is a record of his uh, speech, of his message, to the soldiers before the battle, or around the battle. This is uh, happening May 24th. This is the message before one of the battles. He says, uh, the time came when every Armenian, forgetting about, ignoring their personal interests, has to fight for a greater good, for a greater work, for the protection of our homeland for our wives, for our daughters, for their dignity, for their honor. 
We have to put everything that we have to fight against the enemy, against common enemy. We did not want to fight, he says. This is not the battle that we choose. It's the theme that we always have. This is, we, did not, we do not want to fight. Just let it, again, they're coming to our homeland. They're coming to this our land. This is not what we chose. Yes, so this is not, we did not want to fight, he says. But for uh, peace and for stability, we are ready. We are ready to sacrifice everything that we have. Uh, but the enemy is not, is 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 uh, is staying uh, true to who they are and to their plan and campaign. It seems it is obvious, he says, that their plan is to make us slaves. And the uh, but also they want to humiliate Armenians, our, our our nation that suffered a lot. But because we are going to be wiped out and humiliated, isn't it better to die with the arm? Isn't it better to die with the weapon in our hands, trying to protect? All of us trying to protect our homeland. Maybe with this, we can also gain the right to leave. Hmm. So he's just giving them an option. We are going to die. Yeah. Right? We talked about motivation. He said, that's their plan. This yeah. is their plan. We are going to die. Isn't it better to fight and die with the uh, with arms in your hand? Maybe with that you can... We can maybe this will work out. Let's we have to fight. Give everything. Very poetic. Yeah. Very amazing. So he's the hero of uh, of uh, Sardarabad battle. As I said, he was not ethnically Armenian. He was Udi, but he was he became Armenian probably. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, um, after uh, Armenia became Bolshevik, Bolsheviks kind of they they would look everybody with suspicion. Mm. Uh, and one of the Bolshevik leaders uh, comes to him, comes to Moses Silikian in 1920, mm-hmm. and uh, with arrest warrant to arrest him. Moses Silikian says, but you promised you would not touch the army. He says, well, I lied at the time. <laughs> I lied at the time. So they, they arrest him, they exiled him to Rostov. He comes back 1927. They arrest him again. They could not prove. There are many accusations, but they really they couldn't prove anything. Mm-hmm. It was just more about trying to. And eventually, unfortunately, 1937, he was he was killed. He was executed in a, during, probably in a imprisonment or a, um, in, on the street on Pushkin Street in Yerevan. There's an old building. Uh, that's where uh, Moses Silikian lived the last day of his life. Mm. Last days, last days of his life. Is it is the building named for him or is that no? I don't think so. I think there is a mark on it, but I don't think the building is named after after him. A sad sad ending, especially after hearing that speech and knowing what he did. Yeah, isn't that tragic? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's what an amazing, crazy turn of events. Yeah, from nineteen fifteen to nineteen eighteen to nineteen twenty. What, do you, what does this mean for you, Peter? What do you, what do you think? How, how do you feel about all of this? 
Well, I think I think it is true. It's the avatar of the 20th yeah. century. I think it is really. Um, I think it it uh, holds a lot of symbolism for Armenians. I think it it holds. It's it's one of the things that gives us you know pride. Um, I also think it's something that we still try to tap into whatever it was you know on that battlefield that they did whether it was the attitude of the soldiers or some circumstance of knowing the the land or 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 whether the the Turks were more disorganized than anyone realized or what but you know I know in the last couple of years the conflicts that Armenians have had this attitude and this pride of what happened on that battlefield comes up and comes up and the question it comes up with is, why can't we recreate it, or why yeah. isn't this spirit still with us? And I don't, I don't know if it's, if if uh, we've had a lot of losses. The Armenians have had a lot of losses, and so I don't know if uh, um, we can recreate these battles that we win. Hmm. But I think it's important to remember that not we don't always lose. We haven't always lost. Yeah. And that, uh, you know, in the Battle of Alvarez, we lost, but we won in spirit, right? Yeah. This time we won in spirit and we won the battle. Yeah. And I think that's the important thing is that we still fight for freedom, for our lives, for our survival of, as a people and for each other. Yeah. And that, yeah. whatever the outcome, that's all you can really ask of yourself. Yeah. What about for you? What does this mean for you? It's, it's the same story, right? It hasn't changed since the beginning of formation of our nation. It's about uh, survival. It's about fighting. And as Moses Eligan says, we did not choose to. <laughs> we right. did not choose to fight. We just want freedom. We just want peace. Um, that's, uh, and, uh, and unfortunately, it's like every time, even two years ago, it comes down to uh, we are going to be we are going to be probably killed. Isn't it better just to have a, to fight and die with an honor and dignity and with arms in our hands? Um, unfortunately, every time it came down to that, when even even clergy they have to take arms, even everybody, the Belzeri. So it was. A, it is about survival, and I'm 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 grateful and uh, humbled by these heroes and soldiers. I am ashamed what happened to the heroes. Of these soldiers, probably some of them, they had the same fate as uh, as Moses Silikian. Uh, but these were really great, great heroes, uh, and this battle is uh, it, it, it still is a battle to be uh, to to be inspired, mm-hmm. to be inspired with, and to uh, and to teach the generations to come. That, as you said, uh, not every battle we lost, not every fight we lost, last. I mean, until two years ago, last two or three, we won against Turkish nations, Battle of Sardarapad, the whole uh, uh, movement of Artsakh, mm-hmm. and the war for Artsakh, and liberation of Artsakh. Uh, so our story is not, is not complete yet. Our story continues. Right. But every time, unfortunately, after every battle, after we, we have great luck, maybe lose territory. We may win something yes. and save something, but if we lose, right. it's a great territory. I mean, but, but it's but you know, two years after the three years after the Armenian genocide, we proved that oh, yeah. that the Turks 
are not invincible, and we we prove that evil is not all powerful. Yeah. That 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 we are not powerless against yeah. those who want us killed yeah. or want want us to wipe us off the face of the earth. It's also important, I think, to remember that in times of crisis, Armenian nation gives birth to heroes. Yes. Armenian nation gives birth to a geniuses among us. Armenian nation gives birth to heroes. I think it is really good time to have this. There is no better time to. We we need those heroes. So here's to the future heroes. That yeah. sounds like a good place to end the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are looking forward. Yes, to new heroes. Yeah. Anyway, that's the Battle of Sardarabad. Yeah, that's an important battle. If you've been to the monument or you uh, have stories about visiting it, let us know on our Facebook page. And if you know of any Armenian heroes that, that have come out of the last few years, out of what's been happening, let us know about them, too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank you all for, for being with us. Thank you. Until next time.